0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. The NASDAQ has once again broken out to new all-time highs, and that has brought out a lot of hand-wringing that this is 1999 all over again. For some reason, whenever it's the NASDAQ, not the S&P 500, the Dow, or the Russell, Only when the NASDAQ hits the highs and starts busting out does everyone get all worried about 1999. Um, But along with that 1999 sentiment has been a bunch of articles about us poor value investors that were all so desperate because there aren't any value stocks out there anymore. And that's like 1999 when there was no value stocks. And remember, um, also in 1999, when the value investors were kind of down on their luck, let's be honest, we were But remember, Warren Buffett was also um, called out by a lot of investors, the media, various people. They called him old, out of touch. And I don't really hear any of that talk today so far. Um, We're only hearing about uh, the desperation of value investors in general. Uh, In a prior podcast, I already covered how value investors could still buy the FANG and not feel badly about it. So some of these themes are now running around, but I covered it about four months ago. You can find it if you're a subscriber, if you're on SoundCloud, you can scroll back and see that podcast where I talk about why it's okay to buy them. It's not really a betrayal of your value principles to buy some growth. And, you know, some of these value managers can only buy value stocks. And those are the ones that supposedly are getting a little desperate because they're not in these high powered fangs. but. I really want, um, I want to take issue with these articles stating that, you know, we're all desperate and that growth is the only game in town. Well, I like growth too, and I own some of the fangs, but value is still out there and we're still finding stocks. Obviously every week on this podcast, I'm giving you stock picks and, um, some of those have been interesting, even just this year in 2018. So, um, I took a look at the value investor newsletter that I run here at Zacks just to kind of gauge once again what's going on there. And I have three positions that are up more than hundred percent in that portfolio. There's about, I think, about twenty five names right now, give or take a few. It's around twenty five. And two of them were bought in twenty sixteen, and the third one was bought in twenty seventeen. So while that's a long term portfolio, uh, most of the older names have been rotated out now. And a lot of them are slightly newer within the last two years, I would say. And even with only the two years, there's three that are up more than 100%. So all this craziness about, oh, there's no value and, you know, value investors are doomed and they're all, you know, waiting to buy the thing is not really true. So I brought five stocks Some of which have been featured on the podcast before, some quite often, in fact, that are or were value stocks um, in the last 18 months that you could have bought that um, are doing quite well here in 2018. And um, some of them are beating many of the FANG stocks. And remember, the FANGs, I'm including. Uh, the original FANG, which is Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, Alphabet, and Apple. We'll put the d- dual A's in there for this FANG. Um, that's what we're comparing it against. So let's take a look at five of these stocks that are values that are still outperforming here in 2018. So the first one is. Perennial favorite, the one we all know and love, Micron Ticker MU. Of course, I had to bring it back, right? I think it went one or two podcasts without being mentioned, but here it is again. It is in the value investor portfolio. Um, And, you know, it's just been soaring still. It's up 36% year to date. So let's compare it with those FANG returns. So Netflix is the best performer out of the original FANG. It's up about 82% year-to-date so far. Amazon is in second, up a little over 40% now. Those are outstanding returns, obviously. But the other FANGs aren't so great here. Um, They're okay, but they're not soaring as much as the media makes it out to be. So Apple, still with a good return of 14.2%. I'll take that. Um, And then Facebook, 6.4, and Alphabet slash Google, 5.5. So all of those are beating the S&P 500, but Facebook and Google are actually underperforming the NASDAQ, which is up in double digits now, a little over 10 or 11% here. So they're underperforming that index. And the others, as I said, are, are doing pretty well here. So Micron up 36%. It's still cheap trading it five times still. (laughs) So that's the Micron story. So um, yes, it's in tech. So it's a little bit of a cheat there because um, everybody's saying anything outside of tech is not doing well, but it's not in the Fang, And yet you're doing quite nicely there. So Keep that one in mind. Um, Moving on, our second stock is one that's been also mentioned on this podcast not as often, but maybe some of you had some guts to get in this one, and it's Macy's, ticker M. So retail was down on its luck into 2017. It looked pretty dismal. Macy's was trading, I think, at like five times when I had it on the show. It was like five or seven times. And even still right now, it's trading at 9.6 times, so under 10, and that's pretty rare. The dividend yield when it was at its cheapest was over 8%, and they never cut the dividend, although there was a lot of debate whether or not that was gonna be cut, but it wasn't. And it's still yielding 4% right now. But Macy's really is powering higher here in 2018 as the retail story has turned around. It's up 52% year to date. So not too shabby on that one. It's beating all of the fangs except Netflix. And ironically enough, it's outperforming Amazon. Never thought I'd say that one. But if you bought it very beginning of the year, you are beating the Amazon return. So Macy's getting its revenge in 2018. Um, So they're not crying in their coffee over the fang. No, not at all. So let's take a look at the third stock. Now this is a staffing stock and many of these are doing really, really well. Nobody's paying any attention, but you should be because again, with unemployment at nearly 20 year lows, super tight job market and then we just got record number of job openings so if you can't fill those positions just by putting an ad or searching on LinkedIn what are you going to do you're going to hire recruiters and that is true in 1999 and that is true right now so the recruiters are getting hired because uh, they can't find the talent and they need someone to search even deeper to find it. So, this company, BG Staffing, it's a micro cap. These are really hot right now. So, a little bit riskier because it has a, um, it's only about 160 million market cap here. BGSF is that ticker. It has a forward P of 13.8. So, still a value even though shares are up over 20% year to date. And again, that's better than most of the FANGs. It's not beating Amazon or Netflix because those are soaring, but it's beating three out of the five year to date. And you get a, a very nice dividend of 6.3% yield. I kind of had a look to see if that they, they do that quarterly or is that yearly, but it looks like it's yearly. So BG Staffing, they do a lot of staffing for IT and accounting, But if you're interested in the staffing side, which is really hot right now, then this is one to keep on your list. And turning now to the fourth stock. Now, this is my little cheater stock, kind of. But I had to go back into 2017, which I've done on prior podcasts for this one. So it's Weight Watchers, WTW. But If you had bought it in, you know, early to mid 2017, it had a PE of around 14. And that is when I added it to the value investor, you know, portfolio that I run because it was so cheap. Shares have soared. Earnings are looking really good, but it's no longer technically a value, but I'm including it here because some of you might have bought it after listening to some of the podcasts on it last year. Um, at, or you just might have liked it and bought it when it was uh, uh, you know, quite a bit cheaper. But now it's trading at 27 times, so no longer 14 times. It is much more of a growth stock now. But this one, despite soaring in 2017, it was up triple digits in 2017. It's up 80% year to date right now. Let's just call it about the same as Netflix. So it's about the same as Netflix, and it's beating all the other fangs. Netflix is trading at 125 times. So compared to Netflix, Weight Watchers is still a bargain at 27 times. So I still like it, still like that business, Um, just not quite as cheap, but those shares are soaring. So if everyone's out there saying, oh, Netflix, and it's the only game in town, well, the Weight Watchers investors would tell you otherwise. And then turning to our fifth stock, Uh, This is an area that I've talked about a lot, too, on various podcasts over the last... I would say two years for sure. I've done several podcasts discussing the energy stocks now and what the insiders have been buying. Remember those where I went through like a list of like 20 stocks to see if the insiders were buying the various EMPs because that's an indication if they do buy the energy that maybe the bottom was in. And yes, the insiders have been buying basically throughout most of the downturn and including in early 2018 of this year. They They bought again because these shares slid again. And it's a hated sector. We all know it still is. It's still pretty hated. Um, It's been over two years, so it takes a long time for sentiment to turn around about a sector, but crude back up over 60. It was over 70 for a couple weeks there, now back down to 65 These companies can all make money at $65, especially the EMPs. So as value investors remember, we like to buy stocks that are out of favor. I know that's hard. It's hard for me too. I look at it and I feel dumb, like nobody else is buying this. And especially if the shares keep sinking or if they stay depressed, that's happened in, in energy, that's happened in the healthcare stocks and especially the biotechs. And it's happened in the retailers and to some extent now also in the restaurant chains. So you may own some of those and you're wondering, why am I in this? It stinks. Um, You may question yourself. But in energy, 2018 looks like this is finally the turnaround that a lot of us have been waiting for. We've been patient for it. Uh, Some of the other turnarounds turned out to be false, like fake Fake bottoms basically, but this one with crude back up over 60 looks to be for real. So the fifth stock is Occidental Petroleum OXY. And this one has been mentioned on the podcast in the past. It's up 15.6% year to date. So once again, it's beating three out of the five FANG stocks. Occidental's beating Apple for this year. And um, it's trading with a forward P of 20.7. So that sounds a little more expensive. And I know you're like, that's not really a value, classic value, because it's not under 15 times. But the PEs aren't quite as uh, spot on or relevant in energy just because of the way that the earnings – uh, turnaround basically when crude turn or and natural gas turns around. So what you need to look at is some of the other fundamentals. Occidental earnings expected to soar 362% this year. They made 89 cents in 2017, expected to make $4.12 in 2018. That's huge. I love the earnings growth. That's oil rising right there. It still pays the dividend. It never cut it. So that's, now yielding 3.6, it was nearly 6% at one point at the dark, the dark times, nearly 6%. But your patience paid off in this one, and um, it's now up 15.6% year to date. I still like it, even with that gain. So these are five stocks that value investors have been buying, like I said, in the last 18 months. So everything hasn't been about the Fang. And now you can see why I'm annoyed at the article saying it's just like 1999 because it's not. There's plenty of value stacks out there and the biggest gripe, against Buffett back then was that he wasn't in tech, remember? That's why they called him old, out of touch. Oh, he doesn't own Cisco or he doesn't understand it, remember? Because he said if you can't explain it in, you know, 30 seconds to a 7-year-old, then he's not buying it. And he thought that the tech companies were just too confusing, like what did Cisco do? He didn't know. So, but um you know, here in 2018, what is one of his biggest positions now in Berkshire Hathaway? It's one of the fangs, of course, it's Apple. So nobody's complaining now that Buffett is, you know, quote, missed out, unquote, because Apple has been a value stock for the last several years, as I've mentioned before. It traded in 2016 at only 12 times, and it was cheaper even a couple years before that but 2016 just 2 years ago at 12 times and now about 17 times so not quite as cheap as it has been in the past but um so don't worry value investors the values are out there but the question is going to be do you have the courage to buy it will you you know skip out on the fang train to buy the retails the energies Um, Even the biotechs and some of those healthcare stocks, I didn't even cover those this time, but some of those are starting to look um, interesting as that area is much hated as well. I should do a whole podcast on some of the healthcare names, um, which I will actually, I should do that. But some of these uh, have momentum. The ones I mentioned, they have been cheap in the past year. Some of them are still cheap now. So let's recap those tickers. So we had Micron, of course, ticker MU. We had Macy's, ticker M. Still looks cheap here, even with this big surge in the shares. We had BG Staffing, ticker BGSF. Weight Watchers, not quite as cheap anymore, but um, still cheap compared to the Fangs. Uh, That's WTW and Occidental Petroleum, OXY. There's a lot of small EMPs also in energy you should be taking a look at, but keep these in mind. There's always stocks out there, like I said, and no, it's not 19 dollars So be sure to subscribe to the Value Investor Podcast. We can be found on Spotify, and I do know that some of you are listening over there now, so that's great. And we're on I. Tunes and Apple Podcasts, but we're under the Zach's Market Edge name over there. And we're also on SoundCloud under Zach's Market Edge. So you'll get two shows for one. If you subscribe over there, you'll get both Market Edge and the Value Investor Podcast. But every week, I bring you these value stocks so you don't want to miss a single episode. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks.